Welcome, everybody, to the Bayside Report. Garrett Bellich, your host, February 23rd, Thursday night. March is already fastly approaching us. Listen, I'm just going to keep it short and sweet and get to the point. My brother, my best friend since I was three years old, Santino Saccone, joining us tonight for a Zoom podcast. Great little discussion, just bullshitting. A little bit of banner. Enjoy, and we'll see you soon, probably within the week. Thank you all. My best friend, my brother since three, since I smashed your pumpkin. You did smash my pumpkin. In the field, through school, through it all, through scooches. We'll get to that. But welcome to the show, Santino Saccone, everybody. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for having me. What the fuck's going uh, on? How's everything back home? Good, dude. Uh, We had a break in the weather today, finally. It was like 70 degrees. It was really nice out, but I think another cold front's coming through tomorrow, so... You know, nothing, nothing too exciting going on in, uh, you know, Western Pennsylvania this time of year. Got those hoop runs in, dude. What the? What about the East Palestine shit? Are we? Is your? Is the river fucked, dude? I, so, you know, I put my tinfoil hat on a little bit after this. After this all happened, and I started looking into it, and you know, I'm not an expert. Don't quote me. Um, but thankfully for our positioning geographically where the train derailment happened the river flows away from pittsburgh so the downstream is like the border of ohio and west virginia right so i feel really bad for all the people that it's going to affect there but selfishly speaking you know it's not going to affect us um in terms of the river but in terms of what's in the air who knows um i've heard like tons of different things um ranging from like acid rain being held into the air from the controlled burn that was done like a week or two ago. So, I mean, it's rained since that controlled burn and haven't noticed anything like out of the ordinary. So I I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, you know where Darlington is, right? Which is like, you know, very close to the border there. It's probably a good seven eight miles from east palestine i remember a video surfacing of this guy you know showing a video of his sky um above darlington yeah dude and it was just pitch black you know and you could tell those aren't clouds it was it was pretty bad but you know i feel bad for the um citizens of east palestine and um you know i hope they get some sort of aid be able to clean clean up that fucking mess Dude, Trump Trump was there waving, doing the doing the meet and greets. But like since yeah, well, I was gonna say, I mean, you know, Trump being there, it's 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 obviously a political stance, you know, especially with Biden not being there and him just kind of, you know, going in and saying, you know, oh, Biden's in Biden's in Ukraine, and you know, I'm actually here, boots on the ground, and while that's good and all, those people still need help. Um, I, I'm friends with somebody I used to work with that lives either in or near East Palestine. And he actually received a $1,000 check in the mail from Norfolk Southern. Right. No so, I mean, yeah, no, no joke. He sent me a picture of it and everything, you know, scratched out the, the checking number or the check number and everything. But like, is a thousand dollars enough for like, you know, you to have to evacuate X amount of days and, you know, potentially potential, you know, chronic health risks that, you know, are undiscovered yet. So I don't know what's going to happen, man, but it's ugly. It's it's really ugly. And, and it's just being, it's just not being talked about. That's the biggest thing for me is it's not being talked about. We're talking about all these fucking, all these fucking surveillance balloons and these UFOs being shot down. And it's like, you know, are we focusing on the right thing? Probably not. Dude, those have had to been there for how long? How long have those balloons? This can't be new, right? like we've had the balloons in the air forever i don't know i mean i definitely couldn't speak and say that i've seen them before but i have no i have no idea here's a shot of fireball to my best friend santino Oh, you enjoy that you enjoy that i wish i could just fuck it it's thursday i'm going to oh i have to tell you about my first open mic okay real quick before that while you're taking that shot did you see the lawsuit that fireball is actually in because those shooters right you know how those are sold in gas stations? And obviously gas stations don't have liquor licenses. Well, like I, I knew this for a while, but I didn't think it was like something illegal. I assumed that Fireball would have like had that part covered. 
Um, but it's not actual liquor. It's like a malt, which is what makes it legal for them to sell it in gas stations. No shit. I right? did not know. Yeah. So like, that's not actually whiskey. That's like a separate malt they make to be able to be sold in gas stations. And I guess somebody found out and said, oh, that sounds like a lawsuit. And um, I don't know if that's been resolved or not, but I know that Fireball got sued over that. Dude, they're clutch. And we, like I said, I was at that Christian dry wedding. I like, yeah. fi- I don't get the hate on fire. Do you like fireball? I feel like you oh, don't. dude love fireball. Yeah. It's, I don't get the hate. It's, it's the easiest shot to take. It's so simple. And especially when it's cold, it's even a little better. You're going to see me keep looking up a little bit. I'm sorry. I have a TV directly above me. And I've just been, dude, I've been so locked into college hoops this year. And I've, I've liked watching college hoops in years prior, but I just feel like now I'm like really paying attention and I kind of have like an understanding for like the teams that are actually good and could go on runs. So I'm really excited for this March Madness. Dude, we're going to be in the zone. I'll be back in April a little bit for it. We'll have the studio cracking down there. Yeah, dude, I, about, I, I can't wait. How about those pit hoops? Pit basketball. They're on good. The, they're back. They're good this year. I mean, the only problem is, <laughs> I don't know if you saw this on, on Instagram, but I saw this one post where they showed the pit starting five and they showed the Oklahoma city thunder starting yeah, five I saw that. <laughs> dude. And the pit starting five was literally older than OKC. So, I mean, did pit by their team with NIL maybe, or maybe not, but is this the spark that the program needs? Maybe get some recruits down the line, some young people who knows, but I'll be excited to see them, you know, uh, reach the tournament for the first time in, in a good amount of time. It'll be exciting. I think there'll be like a, you know, probably like somewhere between a, an eight and a and a an eleven seed, and they're gonna have a hard road in their region, but it'll be fun watching the Panthers finally back in it. Dude, they gotta spend that cash. We need that. I'm all I'm all for it. I'm all for the NIL. I am too. You know, I'm all for it for the players. It just turns into what programs have the most funding now, as opposed to you know. And I always I always tossed around the idea, um, and I brought it up to a couple of my friends or our friends, I should say, and it's like. You look at a school like Alabama, right? And you look outside of Nick Saban and the history and everything like that. But like what makes just that the face value of college or a high school kid say, I want to go spend the next two to four years in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, right? Or you look at like, yeah, you look at like Gonzaga and you take like a high schooler who's really good at hoops. And and it's like, you know what? I'm going to go spend the next two to four years in Spokane, Washington. Right. I always think of stuff like that. Like, you know, it would make more sense if it was like UCLA, like you're in LA or like Uh, Florida state, you're in Tallahassee and like, or Miami, U. you know, but yeah, I look at some of those schools that are just like geographically in the middle of nowhere. And it's like, how, how did they build a program like this and get people to live, you know, in this part of the country for the next X amount of years. The rock football D2, baby. They did it. <laughs> rock football. They made it happen. Man. I I got anxious. I, you know, no respect, no disrespect to slippery rock, but I as a city guy, I couldn't do it. I got anxious at any time I got out to that the country, the sit the country school. I couldn't do it, dude. <laughs> dude, the 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 thing is trans transform or 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 going straight from Hopewell to Slippery Rock, like in terms of like the culture of the town. It was like the same, you know, Hopewell, like growing up, we had no Ubers. We had very little bars, like, you know, a couple local bars and you're just hanging out at people's houses and like going to Slippery Rock, like that was the same thing. Like there's no Uber. You got one bar, you got like two or three late night dining spots, you know? (laughs) So it's like, (laughs) yeah, Boozle, if you want to, if you want to risk being absolutely shit faced on campus, but like, yeah dude it was just like a a smooth transition directly over it was like the same town it was like beaver county 13th grade i remember that first week though when you moved in we were we were fucking yoked we walked like oh it was a good time round trip four mile walk bag full of beer we didn't give a fuck that's that's the big thing too if 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 you're underage you know and you don't know anybody who's ddng like you better have your walking shoes on because you're fucking (laughs) You're trekking everywhere. And the winters there were brutal, too. If you wanted to walk to a party, dude, you're freezing your ass off for a good 20, 20 minute walk. Yeah, it was fun up there, though. I remember coming. It, up, it was a had, good time. 
We had some great times up at good old SRU. But okay, I'll tell you about the stand-up, dude. So this shit. Okay, wait. Real, I'm sorry, real quick. I don't mean to keep interrupting you. Go I want to address. I want to address the elephant in the room. Go ahead. You notice what I'm wearing? Oh my god, the fucking the, the fucking Jacob Ash pizza. <laughs> I, was look, I was looking at your head. Like, does that look so familiar? No joke. This is the first time I've ever worn it. I literally <laughs> went upstairs. I haven't had a haircut in a while. And uh, I wanted to put a hat on and I was like, oh, this is perfect. Rip the tag off the back. And here we are. <laughs> I remember anyway, I literally, I, it was ahead. like 12 bucks. I was like, the meme is totally fucking worth it to send this. Yeah. To you. It's totally worth yeah, it. At the time you were getting anonymous packages of, of dog <laughs> shit and confetti bombs. And you're like, what's your address? So I'm like, no, I was so hesitant. You're like, I swear to God, I swear to God, I'm not going to send you any, anything bad. And I was like, all right. The next <laughs> thing I know, to a week to two weeks later, I get a I get a denim pizza hat in my in my mail. See, I'm not a dick like some of our other friends. You know, I, I was actually thinking about that time in my life. I remember the glit the glitter bomb came on a fucking Monday, dude. I get home from work, it's like 5 30. I'm ready to just relax. And next thing you know, boom, glitter all over the floor. What a mess. The whole did night. You ever, did you ever figure out who it was? I know who it is, but I'm I'm not gonna say. Okay, we'll keep we'll, it disclosed. We'll, we'll talk off camera, but I know okay. I know who okay. it was. I'm not mad at them. It was a good prank. I, I I start a lot of shit. I talk a lot of shit. I I'm a prankster, so I I respected it in the long run. But at the time, yeah, when you're cleaning up glitter on a Monday night at 9 p.m., <laughs> I remember my parents yeah, but... were gone. They're gonna think I had strippers over. It was not gonna be a good scene, <laughs> dude. And then what was next? The dog shit. Or no, it was like monkey. I don't even know what it was. It was like monkey, like shit in a bag. Yeah, I just remember you like, it was like the second thing you received and you were like, you caught on and, and you took a video and you were like, oh, let's see what I got today. <laughs> and then you were just, you were just repulsed by a, a, a mysterious plastic bag of, of a brown substance. You were just disgusted. And then a, well, the last one was a cock ring, was, was just actually funny. I like that one. That was a that was a good prank. Harmless, Conquering harmless prank. Harmless. Yeah, not, doesn't I mean, make not to clean up anything. Yeah, might use it in the future. Who knows? That's what I mean. It, it was very. It, it was. It was usable. It could have been used. Who knows? But all right, Absolutely. I'm going to tell you this stand up story because this Go this ahead. shits this shits in the long term. It's funny, but at the time, more of like, what the fuck was I doing? So. I've just been wanting to get on stage, dude. I've just been like, I just need to get up and rip one off. So mm -hmm. I couldn't find any comedy specifics open mics last night. So I go to, you know what Kava is, right? Your boy Tua, your boy Tua likes his Kava. Yeah, yeah. So I go, they're huge here in Tampa, obviously. Mm -hmm. So I go to one downtown and it's an open mic more so for like musicians. Like people take their guitar and go down and play. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to go do stand up. So I walk in this place. There's like seven people. And... Was it like super indie vibes or was it yeah. like loose? Oh, big time. There's so the well, thing. Not that indie isn't like loose. You know what I'm you know what I mean? Like kind of like wild, like sober you know I mean? Marines, dude. Sober wow. Marines ran this Kava bar. So there's a huge sign on the front door. It just says, This is a sober place, sobriety only, blah, blah, blah. And then mostly Kava bars are like that indie vibe, you know, like the Rasta vibe a little bit. Mm -hmm. but it's just a bunch of Jack Marines in this Kava bar. So I'm thrown off to start. So I just order a Kava drink. I sit there. The host comes and I'm like, I just want to get the fuck out of here. So I sign up. I go up first and they gave me a, I, I'm such a dumbass. I didn't realize till then they gave me a 15 minute spot. I just railed off a little five minute story, walked away. I got a few laughs, but it was just an odd crowd. Yeah. And I got the fuck out of there, but it, dude, it felt good. It just felt good to rip it out and just, rip the band-aid off you know did you stick around at all after or were you oh, like no. here's my five minutes here's the microphone back and i'm leaving so it's fun i literally i got up early he's like all right we're gonna take a quick intermission i was like all right i gotta get the fuck out of here so i left <laughs> hit the remote start on the way out the door oh it was it was it literally downtown tampa there's people everywhere i had i had literally 20 jokes written down but i just i froze up i did the one story and i was like all right i gotta get out of here Cause I knew, yeah. I just felt like I wasn't in my element, you know, with a mute, it's a music open mic, but I gave it a shot. So yeah, it's everybody's fine. there for music. And here comes this clown <laughs> walking up to try to make me laugh. The first set too. the first set. Damn. So it was fine, but we time. have to hit him when I'm back in Pittsburgh. 
that's going to be yeah fun. yeah absolutely i mean the improv down by the like waterfront would be a good time and the casino i miss the casino i miss dude i miss legal gambling more than fucking anything yeah dude we just had a um we just had a uh, company event at the casino and um <clears throat> some co-workers and myself stayed at the casino afterwards and it was just a good time like you know we were we were hanging out and like our event ended at like noon right so you hit the casino floor at at you know noon and there's like not that many people there and it's a saturday so it's like a little bit busy but like it wasn't crazy and like you want to get on any table it's open minimums are like 10 15 dollars on some tables so like you can actually like play for a good bit of time without getting crushed and like yeah dude i think if i go back to the casino anytime soon like a saturday like before the evening hits like in the like afternoon it's it's awesome you don't have to wait in lines for drinks if you want to have a couple uh you can get on whatever table you want it's not super crowded where you're like you know, doing the fucking tango, walking through people so you don't bump into them. And it was nice. I liked it. Spin the wheel a little bit. Watch the sports book is top of the line. The, the sports book's great, but I will say the wheel doesn't open up until like, it's Late. only open on Fridays and Saturdays. And I don't think they get a dealer on it until like six, seven o'clock at night. My first taste of the rivers was going to that wheel. And I was a fresh 21 year old in college. And the, this lady who was going through it literally just go to the, throw a 20 spot down, lose, go back to the ATM, throw another 20 spot down, lose, go back to the ATM. And I never, I really got that taste of the wheel, but the wheels, the wheels addicting. The wheel just encapsulates you. That wheel was so like rigged. You could definitely tell it's just like, it's like an expendable thing that they have. Either it's something expendable or like, those dealers that we encountered just got fired. Cause I swear to God, like the way the wheel works, you have just this massive wheel that you spin and there's one, two, five, 10, 20, and there's two separate 45 slots and you place money on whatever it is. And it multiplies your bet. Exactly. So if you bet on the one, and it hits, you win one times your bet. If you bet on the 20 and it hits, you win 20 times your bet. Right. So I remember like playing one time and I always bet the 45s because I'm throwing dollars anyway. Let's just have a little bit of fun. <laughs> so I always bet the 45s and it and it and it gets stuck in the 45 and then it just leans a little bit and it just pops right out into a one. And the <laughs> It's literally like out of a cartoon. This dealer looks left, looks right, and just like reaches behind her, just moves it back over to 45 and just like pays out everybody who played on 45. It was like either that's just an expendable thing. So you so so casino goers have money that they're just gonna end up spending again, like right back to the casino, or that dealer got fired, no doubt. He's probably toast. He's probably Oh, toast. no doubt. No I doubt. could never do that job. I could never. Dude, I you could. I thought, You're good at that shit. You played yeah, cards your I, whole life. Yeah, I played cards forever, and I thought like, you know, during COVID when it was hard to find a job, like going and becoming a dealer and going through dealer school, and I I would have loved to do that because, you know, I already know like half the games that there are, right? And and yeah, I I, I would have I would have loved that, I, especially if I would have went into the avenue of like being a dealer in a poker room. That would have been that would have been awesome, but you know, oh well. It's a fun job too. Like it's not it's not like you're rolling out to a nine to five and just like fuck. Yeah, but on the other hand, it's only fun whenever like the people at the tables are winning because if they're not, they hate you, right? Yeah. And I mean, I've done it myself. Like I get bad vibes from a dealer, and I get up and I go to a different table. You know what I mean? And it's like I'm sure that they're in their training and in their teaching, they're taught like. You know, don't take it personally. You're going to see all different types of people. You know, people are very stereo, not stereotypical, very superstitious, you know, and if they just feel some type of way about you, don't take it personally, yada, 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 you know? It's like Grand Theft Auto. That casino is like the Grand Theft Auto casino. <laughs> the GTA casino. <laughs> it's funny you say that because 
last time I was there, they actually have a car that you can win now. So really? it almost is like the GTA Casino. Yeah, they have like a 2023 Ford F-150. It looks really nice. But like, yeah, that was the first thing I thought of too when I walked in. It's right by the main entrance, just sitting off to the left. And I was like, wow, like they're like the they're like the GTA Casino right now. And the music and the, the best tradition was going to a pit game parking in the garage mm-hmm. and you have to throw a quick 15 20 spot on a game while oh you're yeah the casino and you have you to better, do it one way through and one way back yeah you got to try covering your your booze expenses as soon as you get get boots on the ground you know what i mean trying <laughs> try to go positive on the day i love it i, I miss it. i will say the other week there was like four or five of us and there was a really good college basketball slate on and it was a saturday and I picked up our one friend and I said, let's, you know, go down to the sports book and let's just, you know, hang out, bet on hoops and watch hoops all day. And it was awesome. And like, you know, there's more sports I like other, like there's sports I like more than college basketball. So like, I would love to actually do that for like an NFL Sunday or like a college football Saturday, you know, a sport that I like, you know, to watch a little bit more, but that would be, um, that was a really good time. I mean, hanging out, group betting, Nothing's better than a group bet with your friends. Group and bet just, with the know, boys. Group bet with the boys. On the deck. <laughs> On the deck. I mean, dude, the the like the weirdest bet that we found now, and we do it just for like the sheer randomness and like exhilaration is picking the game to end in either an even or an odd total Ooh, in basketball. So like, yeah, you wait until there's like two minutes left in the game and you pick it and you, you pick odd or even, and like, you're just sweating every possession out for the next, you know, two minutes, hoping that, like that, hoping that it just lands on whatever you picked. It was a lot of fun actually. Because the, like the, betting a spread in a money line or an over and it's starting to get old. I think we're, you know, and like you guys have way more props than we do with the Bavada or the bet online down here, but you know, you need to switch it up. I feel like innovating the bets, getting in some new props. The the yeah. baseball, the the no no runs in the inning. The nerfy, the nerfy, <laughs> the no run first inning. I love the nerfy. Uh, a a friend of ours who's a sharp, who I think you can assume who I'm talking about. <laughs> he's been talking to me all baseball season last year and how he's he's converted from nerfy to yerfy. So now he's in favor of the yes run in the first inning. And I don't know if I can get my, I don't know if I can get behind it, but it is exciting to root for, you know, bringing home a run in the first inning. Dude, I'm speaking for baseball. Yeah. Speaking of baseball, not only is the world baseball classic in like a couple weeks, but I bought tickets to the pirates opening day and I know the pirates stink, right? McCutcheon's Um, back, but McCutcheon's back. And that's the only reason I'm going. So, you know, as terrible decisions that I think Bob Nutting makes, that was one I thought he actually made that was really good. And is he going to be somebody who, you know, transcends this franchise into a playoff run? No. But is he going to be somebody that gets me to go to the ballpark more than once or twice a year? Probably. We know what we're Probably. getting. We, but well, that, dude, that 2013, 2014 is, year though, years, couple years we had. Oh, they were a lot. They were a good time from like didn't 12 feel to like 15, real life. From 12 to 15, when Andrew McCutcheon was at the top of the league, won an MVP in 2013, like it just felt good. And like, especially this whole city of Pittsburgh, like, like the heartbeat was based on uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Sidney Crosby and Andrew McCutcheon. Right. Like those were like the, the starstruck lovers of Pittsburgh. And they like, you know, they were like heroes. It was like a really cool time to be living, uh, living around the city. But I mean, with PNC park putting in that, those bars in the outfield, like, it's a lot nicer. I know a couple friends of mine um, from school, we decided we haven't seen each other in a while and let's go to a pirate game. We bought general admission tickets for like 10 bucks and just went and sat out at the bar in right and left field. And like, dude, it's perfect. You get the nice environment. It was a nice cool night in September, early September. So it wasn't too cold yet. But yeah. You're just hanging out, drinking beer. You got the sound of baseball in the back of your ear. You know what I mean? So it's, um, it's a really nice attraction. Um, I think it, I think it gives like viewers a different experience of the game than being stuck in the seat and having to watch, you know, and stuff like that. 
You think Nutting's business-minded ass would just open that shit up every night till 2 a.m. and let it be a bar? <laughs> Not everyone yeah. in just fucking drink, you know? Yeah, I think the city of Pittsburgh noise ordinance is uh, <laughs> probably probably going to be a stop to that. But I'm going. Did I, I tell you I'm going to spring training Saturday? Are you? Going to Bradenton? Yeah, playing the Blue Jays. Nuh-uh. Is McCutcheon going to be there? I hope. Yeah, he is there. He's there? Okay. I want to get his there. autograph. Why not? Why not? Why not? Fuck it. I didn't know. I thought all the stars came later. I didn't know if they were here this early. No, they're, they're, they should be all there. I mean, I follow their Instagram and, and they're, they've been posting like, you know, the people who are going to be starting oh, uh, at spring training. And whether he plays or not isn't guaranteed, but yeah, he, he should be there at least. You got Yankees, you got Pirates, you got Phillies and Blue Jays all within a yeah. day, all within a day's distance, dude. The Yankees one's the best. Because you got really? Floridians, you got New Yorkers, you got people from all walks of life. And it's a fucking madhouse. I remember walk. I didn't know what the fuck I was walking into when I got in there. You can't, you know, Aaron Judge is 40 feet from you because it's a tiny stadium and you're just sandwiched in. You can't move, but it, it's yeah. great. And then the minor, then the minor leagues coming in the summer. And that's a cheap, that's a cheap ticket for to get fucked up before you go to the bar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I saw this, you know, to pivot a little bit. I saw this guy on TikTok the other day and he came up with this idea in the way that baseball should be designed in the US should be the same as um, soccer is in Europe where you have like the premier leagues. So like he thinks that get rid of AAA baseball and you start doing relegations oh. in, in professional sports or, or professional baseball specifically. And I thought it was a really interesting idea. But I could tell you right now, like if the Pirates get relegated to AAA, <laughs> dude, their That's viewership insane. is going to go down even worse than it already is. <laughs> it's going to be atrocious. You'd have the whatever the Trenton, whatever they are. I forget their name. Yeah. I'm in the PNC yeah. park. <laughs> yeah. The Trenton fucking sea bass or whoever the fuck they are. <laughs> the what's the those the, they're not my Savannah bananas. The Savannah Bananas. <laughs> Hope, Hope, Hope all grad playing for the Savannah Bananas. Hope all represent. Hope all's ah, everywhere. Shout out. <laughs> How's Dirty Donna doing? I know that's totally pivoting dude, the fucking <laughs> the conversation dude. here, but I want to ask. So for those who don't know, my family owned a pizza shop. And we all my friends and I, including Gary, we all worked there. It was a grand old time. We'll get into that at a different time. But there was this woman who was definitely on drugs um, named Donna. And she would she 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 always looked miserable. She was skin and bones. She was decrepit and she <laughs> not trying to be rude, but she smelled funny. And, and and this pizza shop that my family owned also sold alcohol. Oh, so yeah. she would waddle. She would waddle in stumbling all over the place. She'd slide open that glass door, grab a 24 ounce of something, put it on the counter, pull these crinkled up ones out of nowhere, <laughs> put them on the counter, and she would stumble her way out the door. And she would drive around town <laughs> with her head, her head fully out the window, screaming at people. And it was just yesterday when I saw her at the Sunoco. And she was pumping gas and it was raining and she's just MFing the sky. You <laughs> never, dude, you never know who she's talking to at all. She's just screaming. I remember like four or five years ago, that same Sunoco, she was slowly walking into the convenience of the, of the gas station. And this gentleman was holding the door open for her. And she just goes, I can get my own fucking door. And he was just like, all right. And just let go of the door and walk <laughs> away. And she's just looking at the sky saying, all oh, these fucking robots. <laughs> fucking dude, she had to be on one that day more than ever. But, you know, I, I get a chuckle every time I see her. She used to drive this bright cherry red Chevy Cruze. The Chevy Cruze, yeah. And it must have either been a lease. Or she fucking wrecked it from driving with her head out the window so much because now she's driving some like neutral colored SUV and it's hard to like, it's hard to like point her out around town. But 
Yeah, dude. Yeah. Her longevity is what impresses me the most. Dude, she's she's impressive. I mean, didn't you say that she went to high school with your dad? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's really insane. She's generational. She's She's generational. Generational. She's a she's almost a beyond the boomer gen. She's almost the great generation. Oh, dude. Dude. She should be a she is part of the great generation with her behavior. She's a legend. She's a legend of of Hopewell and and (laughs) Beaver County in general. Hopewell needs a statue. And we'll get into hope all stories stories throughout the week so people will get a slightly clearer picture each episode a good a good feel of our of our hometown and and uh the impact we left on it or maybe more of the impact it left on us the suburbs of pittsburgh you can't go wrong it's literally it's it's the place like none other what a time, man. Truly what a is. Time. And it doesn't matter how far outside of Pittsburgh you live, unless you're at like an hour mark, you're from Pittsburgh. And I know a lot of people downtown are going to get mad about that. And not only that, I don't necessarily agree with it, but there's so many people like, you know, who live on the outskirts of Pittsburgh that just say, yeah, I'm from Pittsburgh, just because easier to explain. It is. It's all the same. I mean, it's a it's a big difference from city to suburb, but you're so close. You're a half hour and, you know, you're in the city's the city, the areas. Yeah. It's all the it, Pittsburgh it, metro. Yeah, it doesn't even feel like you're like outside of it, really. It's just like quick drive down the road. It's not even that bad. Man, the Scooch's days, too. We had a lot the of characters days. in there. There's so many uh, to count. The delivery dude, stories. There's so many people. I mean, you'd five dollar six pack guy. <laughs> ran up a four hundred dollar tab. We, we never no, that was a different guy. That was that was that was wild marshall, but you had you had five dollar six pack guy and I don't even remember his real name, but we had three different five dollar six packs. It was like rolling rock, bush, and like something else that was super cheap. He'd walk in, nothing on him besides a five dollar bill. Hey bud, let me get a five dollar six pack. <laughs> And he'd slap the five on the counter and he'd walk out and he'd walk out with his $5 six pack. And he was, he was pleased for the night. And I know, I know it won't happen, but I wish our kids could have something near that experience, <laughs> something near it. I know they won't there. They're, you'll never replicate that, you know, that four to five year stretch of high school and oh, college. There's not, there's not a chance. And I mean, I mean, the, the craziest part is like, while like a lot of wild shit happened at at the shop, like a lot of great stories came from it, a lot of fun. Like <clears throat> we also did, you know, like actually work when we had to, and we made good money doing it for we, yeah. you know Fuck 16, yeah, 17, 18 year old kids. So like it didn't feel like work because you were always just like goofing off with your friends and just, you know, making sure you were making a couple orders here and there. The cigar you know? canopy out back. We had we had a cigar it all canopy to our needs. And I to- I totally forgot that I used to make I forgot that I knew how to toss a fucking pizza, which is crazy. I was just thinking that the other day. I was like, wow, I used to make pizza and toss them. Yeah, literally. And then you had Chen next door. Chen, he's such a good, he's such Holding a good down. guy. Oh, dude, he's so nice. I remember he would always come over and uh and they uh, they didn't speak the best English, of course. And they would come over with this slip of paper and just put it on the counter. And that's what they wanted. And then uh, they had cash and I would ring it up for them. And they were just like, bring it over whenever it's done. And I, and I we would go make it and just like, here you go. And we would always order stuff from them. I remember one time they brought over all these ingredients. It must have been like a really slow day for the both of us. Maybe it was raining out or something. I don't know. And... He comes over, dude. He has like, he has like squid and crab <laughs> yeah, squid <laughs> and shrimp and like all these just different Chinese and seafood ingredients. And he's like, I want you to make this into a pizza. And that was like the wildest <laughs> the I've squid seen. pizza. Yeah, dude. And I mean, when we got bored, I would deep fry fucking oreos deep fry pop tarts mcdonald's I mean, pizza mcdonald's pizza dude we'd get creative but yeah when chen came over with all his with his whole seafood buffet and asked us to throw it on a on a pie it was it was a little bit different it was a little bit different 
it was it was the neighbors we we needed that we didn't know we needed oh absolutely <laughs> absolutely all right we're at four minutes on the zoom should we start another one how are you feeling sir i'm gonna do another I'm all shot. right yeah enjoy that one enjoy that one yeah i um since i've been on this diet i'm about to be done eating for the day in about 20 minutes so i gotta scarf down this fucking this atkins bar and but i'm over here getting fucked up what's the diet I do intermittent fasting. So um, I only eat from 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. And that's very extreme. That's it? Um, yeah, 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. So I fast for 19 hours. It's it's very, very extreme. I do not recommend oh, it to dude. everybody. I am not a fucking doctor. I'm not a nutritionist. But it's working for me. And um, I have an app my fitness pal and I just track all the calories that I intake. I try to drink a gallon plus a day and I'm getting pretty close to that goal for today. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've lost an insane amount of weight and I've done so many different diet plans. I mean, I've done Advocare like two or three times, super effective, but a lot more like, I don't want to say disciplined, but like you have to pay attention to a lot more things. Um, <clears throat> I've done Atkins once before. That wasn't bad. It was just super meticulous. With this, like right now, not only am I fasting, but I'm eating healthy when I can eat. Like I'm eating high protein meals um, and I'm just counting my calories, right? I'm trying to make all of my intake to be 50% plus or, or higher in protein and then just staying at a reasonable calorie so like i'm at a deficit and um yeah dude it's going really well and you're a fucking animal on that peloton too dude i'm hooked they look fun i, I want to try one yeah man i mean there's so many different workouts you can do and you could like create groups and join them and like you have hashtags and shit i joined barstool's peloton group it's called buns of anarchy <laughs> right so like you know, you'll see like how many other like buns of anarchy members are riding whenever you hop on. It's almost like a social media for exercising in a sense. But like what's really cool on there is there's so many different things you can do in terms of cycling. So like, you know, you can do like instructed cycles. You can do scenic routes where you just like fucking look at France for 20 minutes. Um, you can do like goal like rides where it's like, all right, you know, your workout's not over until you hit X amount of calories or X amount of miles or X amount of time. Um, and then what I do is that they have a game. It's literally called um, Lane Break. And it has, they have, it's it's to, you cycle to music and the music is based on the game and you have six lanes, okay? And you have a resistancy knob and... From left to right, your resistance goes up. So as you go to the right more, it gets more difficult to pedal, right? And you have different like obstacles and tasks to do along this ride across the different resistances. So like not only is it a good workout, but it's like it keeps me entertained, right? Yeah, because I used to do yeah I used to do the scenic ones, and it was like I'm tired of looking at the fucking concrete of fucking you know indonesia <laughs> like like i couldn't do it for like 30 minutes because i was just bored and i kept looking at the clock but with this like it keeps my mind off of it like i feel like i have to do something objectively time goes by so quickly it's nice it's a blast all right well we're under a minute on our limit oh yeah want to do part two oh. we'll do part two here in a sec honey don't say hey woo, woo. yeah i got you money whoop whoop Dude, I thought of a funny idea. I have a bunch of record players here. A bunch of record players? A bunch of records and one record player. And I was your thinking... Studio's about to be, your studio is about to be on fire. I was thinking you could randomly pick a number and I thumb through and go to that number you picked and we play the first song off that record as our intro. Oh. 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 Part two. Part two, we episode 19, the Bayside Report, can, Santino Saccone. that out. How are we doing? What you got a lot of records down there. You have a you have a hell of a collection so far. Yeah, dude. I have like a little display shelf over here of like a bunch of things that I'm into. One of which being records. 
And um, yeah, I, I never, I never was really into records. And then a friend of ours bought me a record and I had no record player of a, of a Pink Floyd album of the, uh, of wish you were here. And she bought me the record and I didn't have a record player. And I was like, well, now I have to buy a record player. And then I kind of got hooked for a little bit. Now I have like, I don't even know how many, probably like 30 records. And they're cool to listen to from time to time. They're nice, dude. I would just, I'd start smoking cigarettes again if I had a record player. I'd just <laughs> buy, I'd buy a pack of Marlboros and, and put the record player on like it's 1950 and let that shit ride. Absolutely. Yeah, I wish I could. But, I miss uh, it, dude. Unfortunately, that's not the case for for me. But yeah. But what the fuck? We're here, dude. We're we're live. We're gonna come a long way with this little venture, the podcast, dude. It's been it's been a great fucking start ever since. You know, the solo shit was hard. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's, I, mean, it's I so give hard. you credit for doing that. And, for, and for my just whole, trying it. Yeah, and the whole thing was, you know, every week it got it got challenging. It was like, all oh right. yeah. It's like, you know, maybe I, my goal was always 25 to 30 minutes. And I was like, all right, I can give a good 20. And it's like, all right, I can give a good 15. Yeah. But after a certain point, you know, you week after week, you get dry a little bit. So, you know, we got to bring the homies in. We got to, we got to incorporate some new measures and just take this shit to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to be here. Uh, and we've, like I said, in the, in the part one, we've always talked about doing this. I'm glad we're just, you know. For years, on bro. record, putting shit on record. Our first idea, remember the non-rev boys? Wow, that was yeah, that was goofy. I think that could have took off though. It would have, you know. Everybody thinks their plans are going to take off, right? Um, that would wait. Been explain fun. that. That's a that's a great because I was actually thinking about that a while a couple months ago about that idea we had during yeah. COVID with the non-rev. Yeah, so that would have fucking exploded. Yeah, so. We had, you and I had benefits that we got from our dad's jobs, um, <clears throat> working in the airlines where we could fly non-rev. And for those who don't know, non-rev is short for non-revenue, which means you fly standby. And if a spot's open and you have to like go through the whole process of like scheduling it and stuff like that. But if the spot's open, you get on and you go. And if the spot's not open, then you don't get on. And then you go to the desk. You can ask to go on the next one. You can fucking go home for all, you know, people to, people care, whatever the case is. And yeah, our plan was just to take advantage of that and um, non-rev to a bunch of random cities just because we had that opportunity. Since we've turned 24, that's when we lose that benefit. Um, but you know, I wish we would have done that, but for personal use, I took advantage of it a little bit whenever um you did. Whenever I had it. Yeah. I didn't. I did once. Yeah, you did once. And I remember you didn't you and your dad or you and a friend from flight school, didn't you guys fly to Miami? Yeah, yeah, you flew to Miami to play golf, and just came back. That was that was yeah, we flew. We literally that was some of the craziest shit I did it. And I remember we left at four AM for the airport, six AM flight. Land at nine, get to the golf course by eleven, play your round, boom, you're back at the airport by five, hop on a seven PM flight home. Direct so nonstop. What, what was it like calling in a tea time from Pittsburgh in Miami? Like did you have to it call in a tea real. time? Or did you just walk in? Say that again? Did you call in a tea time or or like could you just walk on? We called the tea time from Pittsburgh the day before. We literally told the guy, we're like, we might not make it, but if we do, we'll be here. We'll be there. So we get there and we play, I think we get into six or seven holes and we meet this guy and I I can't remember his name, but he's by himself. Now this is Miami, right? So he, he's on his own cart and, you know, he had beer and he was like a little, you know, he didn't seem super fucked up, but he was you know going through the course and eventually by the 16th hole he picked up his like girlfriend ran out of the woods <laughs> like out of nowhere and she brought like she was carrying two 12 packs and like i was only i was 19 years old so i'm like hell yeah you know free beer uh, how else am i gonna get it woman well, on a quick non-rev trip so we we saddled up we had four or five beers and then we played with him and then his wife ran back off into the woods and he's like i gotta go and he didn't even take the cart back to the cart house 
he just oh my god ran the he fuck just booked off. it yeah it, it it got pretty sketchy by the end but at first i was like oh a nice nice guy you know nothing yeah. wrong with him and then you really get the golf's a great way to know get to meet someone dude oh yeah i mean a you're you're way. stuck on a course you're stuck on a course for four hours just spending time and just you know talking to to one another you know it's great I remember it. That's what I used to do more so in Pitt. Well, here, obviously, you know, when I first moved here, I just go play as a single, but I would do that in Pittsburgh a lot. And I got paired with some crazy people. I remember these two Indian guys I got paired with and they were good. They were, really? the, they both shot like 74 to 78 in that range. And they oh, were just shit. talking shit, dude, talking shit hard. Indian golfers don't mess around. to each other. They were talking no, to, me. to, <laughs> to oh, me to you. Yeah. They're, they were oh, like, you man. suck. You're white boy. You're trash. You know, they, they didn't, oh, my they didn't, God. yeah, they weren't feeling it, but it's, it's yeah. fun. That's a good, that's a good social experiment. If you just go around as a single to golf courses and get paired, you never know. Oh God. I would hate that. Cause I'm not that good. And I'm still learning. And I'd hate holding up a partner that like went to the course and didn't expect to get paired with somebody, you know? Oh, it, well, Every, dude, the thing with golf is there's so many people playing now. You're going to have, like, everyone's kind of in the same boat. I remember Moon Golf Club, we were playing there around. I don't think you were there, but there was four of us. And you know that, you know that deck overlooking the first tee? There was just, like, 30, 60-year-olds up there just talking the most relentless shit, dude. And, like, yeah. I always think of that moment. It was, like, five years ago, but I always just, in passing moments, I think, I wish I can go back and just fucking yell at those dudes and get more uh -uh. in my mind. <laughs> dude, speaking of golf, I mean, the most beautiful course I ever played on was last year. And um, I have an uncle and an aunt who live in Dallas. Um, well, a, a suburb of Dallas. And um, we went down to visit them, me, my brother, and, and some of my cousins. And it was Memorial Day weekend. And one of the things we decided to do was go golfing. Um, and we went to the Dallas Cowboys golf course. And it was one of the coolest experiences ever. Um, you, you pay a lot for your round, but included in your round is like free use to the range and putting green, just like any other course, really. Um, but they also like you got served uh like breakfast or lunch depending on what time you showed up like you just had to sit down at a table and order um all drinks besides alcohol was free and so worth it oh dude so worth it just there alone and oh i, I saw remember, a tiktok on that on the dallas one yeah a girl dude, put a tiktok up she spent a few hundred but it was worth it dude it's really cool and um it, it's interesting because like when you go there they give you these metal pins that you get to keep and the pins rotate every day and you just, you know, clip them onto your shirt and that signifies you're there for the correct day. Right. So you can't just like walk onto the course or something like that. Um, but was, but what was interesting is like the parts are obviously all Dallas Cowboy theme. They have the big Fuck star yeah. right on the front. And instead of them being numbered, they're named of Cowboys, either current or former players. And I thought that was really cool. And you go onto the course and as you're approaching the first tee box, there's a screen inside and it starts playing like a Dallas Cowboys hype video. Really? I just thought it was, it was awesome. Right. I, I think it's a Steeler one in. for that or a Dolphins I know. one. I was locked in just watching that thing on our way to the first tee box. And I remember we're, we're playing and none of us are really that good. Right. We're just doing something to get out and have a good time. And we're on this par four. It's probably like 300, maybe. I can't remember. So don't quote me. But we're all lining up putts or, or chipping on, like very close to ending the hole. And this one dude behind us cranks his drive, and it lands on the green next to us. He's like, fuck these people. No, he, he was so respectful. He flew up there. He's like, sorry, guys. Like, you know, I didn't think I was going to get a hold of that one like I did. Like, you could tell he was really good at golf, right? He was like, sorry, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be an asshole or whatever. And my uncle, I remember, he was like, fuck that. Did you see what the shot you just took? Yeah, dude, no, that's, like, that's a good reaction. Yeah, yeah. And, and they didn't have a traditional turn. So, like, when you finish the front nine, it didn't bring you back to the clubhouse. But on seven – 
once you got to seven, there was this concession stand and everything except for alcohol and cigars are free at this concession stand. So you can literally walk up and be like, I'll take a sausage sandwich. Oh, I and crush food. Like it's free. Like, oh, I'll take a, two Gatorades. Here you go. It's free. And then the way the course was set up is you pass, you go to the seven T box and that concession stands there. And then you play seven, eight, nine, ten. And when you get to 11, before you get to the 11 T box, it takes you back past that concession stand. So like, it, you know, it kind of compensated for like a non-traditional turn. But yeah, dude, most beautiful course I've ever played on. Such a cool experience. Would definitely, would definitely do it again. You like Texas? You recommend Texas? Dude, it's hot, man. And I'm oh, a big it's guy. It's so I'm, hot. I'm, it was 109 when I connected I'm, there. Dude, I'm a big dude and it's hot. And it's I mean, hot. It, you're sweating all day until you get acclimated. And it's beautiful weather. Don't get me wrong. But like what surprised me the most is their winters are like winters. Oh. Like they might they might not have like the you know a couple inches of snow like we do up here in Pittsburgh, but like it's still dropping down to 30 degrees. It's cold. Which like shocked me, which really shocked me whenever I, I learned that. But yeah. Yeah, Dallas is really nice. And they have in and out. They have in and out now. In and yeah, out. Is in is in and out good or no? What do you so think? So good. When I, I was in delicious. LA when I was in LA this past summer, I mean Here's the thing with In-N-Out. It, it is just your standard fast food burger. And I'm sure people that live out West and have grown up with it. They're like, fuck that. It, you know, it's just a standard burger. But we never had that. What option have we had other than McDonald's, Wendy's? You know, we had five guys. We had, uh, what was the other one? I'm trying to think. Uh, shit. A steak and Shake? Steak and Shake. Yeah, but Steak and Shake wasn't even that great. You know? Yeah, Steak and Shake was like, open 24 7 it's one in the morning i want something to eat you know, yeah it's not sheets exactly and that i don't know i love i love in and out i think in and out's fucking awesome my take on in and out is i love their simplicity of their menu and their burgers are good but their fries dude they need to do their fries aren't else. that great no if you don't get them animal style you're kind of bored with them i wanted what'd you think of that what'd you think of the super bowl the halftime show everything the game so going into the game, I thought Philadelphia was going to win. I just thought it was their year. I thought they were clicking it on all cylinders. How do you bet against Patrick Mahomes? You don't. So I never bet the actual game. I bet a bunch of props that I like. And I saw this stat before the game went off. And it said the last 11, I think, the last 11 teams that won the coin toss lost the Super Bowl. Okay? No way. So going into that, I said to myself, there's no way that that streak continues, right? Like law of averages says it's got to end at some point. And I thought this year would be the year it ended. So the biggest bet I placed was the team to win the coin toss to also win the Super Bowl. And it fucking hit. The Chiefs <laughs> won the coin toss. And um, and uh, yeah, they ended up winning the Super Bowl. You like Rihanna? So it worked out for me. I love Rihanna's music. And I think she's, you know, <clears throat> a generational talent. I think, you know, th that'll be music I'm introducing to to my kids whenever I have them. Um, in terms of the halftime performance, I thought it was good. I, I don't know if I'd agree with all the people that are raving online about it. But on the other hand, you know, I give her a tremendous amount of credit for being pregnant and performing. I know, I, mean, I know. Dude, that's, that's impressive in and of itself. I know. I know the show maybe wasn't put on as much as people wanted it to, but dude, for a woman to be going through a pregnancy and go do the biggest, arguably the biggest performance of their life is just a feat in and of itself. And I, 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 I commend her for that. I thought, I thought it was great. I, I'll be honest with you. I was, I was three sheets to the wind when she came on stage, but I just thought, the only thing, like she was smacking her ass and like grabbing her ass, and like she <laughs> she did this thing where like she grabbed her hand down her front part and like sniffed her fingers. I'm like, what the f like? That's a little. I think they're trying to phase out the older people from the NFL because my parents called me. They were not happy, dude. Oh really? They were like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I was like, I don't. Oh, I thought God. it was fine. And, you know, I didn't notice all this subtle little gestures until I rewatched it. The number one thing I didn't like about the halftime show is that I bet for Rihanna's outfit to be black and she came out wearing red. Straight so that's red, my only dude. that's my only grief about it. I, I thought Rihanna was gonna come out wearing all black. 
She was wearing all red, straight red, wrong. and and the whole the holding call. It wasn't bad. I don't. Okay. I think it was a good call. I think it was a call that you either make or you don't make in either way. Here's my stance, and I can't remember who on after the game made this point, but I'm gonna kind of, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of quote them, and I think it was one of the Hasselback brothers, um, and they said. If it's a holding call, it's a holding call. And whether it's week seven in a meaningless game in the third quarter, it needs called just like the exactly. Super Bowl. There is no, you don't call it in this game at this time. I mean, you have rules for a reason and you either play by them or you don't. I mean, it's as simple as that. I, I don't know. I think I think that is just, you know, it is what it is. They could have gone either way. I, I think it was fine. You know, people are going to bitch either way. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and to shift a little bit, um, I don't know if you had anything else to bring up about the Super Bowl. No. But what do you think? What do you think about the XFL? <laughs> the U what wait, so break it because I see I saw the commercial for the USFL. Now so there's XFL. Explain. So we have the NFL, obviously, the biggest of, of them all. We have the XFL which started years ago with Vince McMahon. Okay. And now if I'm right, it's owned by the rock WWE, right? They bought it essentially. No. But- so WWE is now owned by, I think a company out in like Dubai They're in Orlando, right? No, do they, the WWE like just got sold like within the last month or two. Oh, wow. Nonetheless. Okay. So the XFL um, you have a lot of familiar names and that's what makes it exciting. And they tried bringing it back right before COVID hit in 2019 at the end, at, at the spring of 2019, ended up getting shut down because of COVID. <clears throat> and then you have the USFL, which came back last year. And I guess the USFL has been around since like the seventies and like, I think it's the Pittsburgh Maulers. Yeah. Maulers. yeah. Pittsburgh has a team. Yeah. Pittsburgh has a team. But here's the problem with the USFL is that they play all of their games in Birmingham. I saw So that. you're not going to be able to get like a home crowd into it, you know, yeah. at least with the XFL, they're playing in the cities that they, you know, are representing, which that's what you want. You want to draw a crowd. You want to build a fan base and you want people to come to the games and I'm sorry, I'm not flying to Birmingham, Alabama to watch the Pittsburgh Maulers or okay. Malders, excuse me. But I think the XFL's plan is to become kind of like a minor league for the NFL. I don't know how that's going to happen because you already have college football that is that. Yeah. So I, I kind of feel like those players who are on the cuff of being in the NFL or aren't doing too well, they might like teeter on the lines a little bit. So I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but um, yeah, I think the XFL is exciting just because they have different rules, right? So when you score a touchdown in the XFL, you, there's no extra points in kicking. Okay. Oh no. You can go for a one point conversion, which is a offensive play from the, two-yard line you can go for a two-point conversion which is an offensive play from the five-yard line or you can go for a three-point conversion which is from the 10-yard line okay so nine points is now the new possession in the xfl for a possession on top of that if you need to onside kick you don't physically onside kick you get the ball driving towards your zone from the 35 and you have a fourth and 15. And if you convert on fourth and 15, you keep the ball and you keep going. That's way better. Yeah. And it makes it, it makes it exciting. And and like the kickoffs are different. So like the kickoff will be from the opposite 35 and you'll line up like the, 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 um, the receiving team is lined up on the opposite 35 and then the defending team or the kicking team is lined up on the 30. They're like five, 10 yards apart, or maybe the, or maybe the the 25 or maybe the 45, I'm sorry. And they're like 10 yards apart. So like one, it decreases the amount of collisions that are high impact, you know, high speed. And two, it's actually the way they do it endorses more kickoffs 
Because if you kick it out of bounds or if you kick it out of the end zone, they get the ball at the 45, right? So they're like forcing kickoffs and it's exciting. It's exciting. We just need it. It's a dead time of sports right now. We need it. Yeah. We need it. Yeah. I have to run real quick. Um, I'll be right back. I'm sorry. Okay. Hey, how about we just send it here, sir? Our first podcast. Yeah. Let's just, let's just end it here. That was Santino Sacco, my best friend, my brother since three years old. Thank you for listening to episode 19 of the Bayside Report. We will be back very soon, within the week or so. New topics, new stories. We'll have it for you here on the Bayside Report. Have a great weekend, everyone. Spring training. Fuck yeah, we're here. God bless.